Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at Mid-America RV. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in oil changes and tire services, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com. Also, not a matter of matter of when you're going to need your oil change or those tire services. So again, make sure you get that taken care of right here at downtown Lube. Yeah, thank you to our sponsors. Love those guys and also love you guys listening wherever you might be on Apple, Spotify, or right here in the calling app with us. Mm-hmm. What a Sunday we had. Nice little Sunday afternoon. A little afternoon delight with that basketball game. Uh, we had Creighton and San Diego State come down to the wire. And it just finished as we are recording. So I wanted to jump in and talk about it immediately. And then we'll get to some of the other college basketball games. We'll do a little... little Major League Baseball preview as well, and then maybe even talk about some NBA. Look at us. Who knows? Might not talk about football today. It's not, there's much, nothing's happened this weekend. Nothing's going Still on. Still no Aaron Rodgers news. Let's talk about it, though. <laughs> because I tweeted on Friday that big news is coming down on Monday. It's a lie. <laughs> this is just this me is on my nonsense. Kiss of death. You know what I love? I continue to do it, though. People still ask, mm-hmm. "Is this real?" How many DMs did you get? Close, close friends even be like, "Is is it really happening this time, or is this just you again?" Just me it's being just me, me, dog. Just me being <laughs> but if something big happens tomorrow, guess who's going to have a quote tweet of "Told y'all." <laughs> it is me. Insider, it is this right guy here. right here. NFL Insider. <laughs> I really hope that something comes if down. If it ends up being the Aaron Rodgers really, trade, it's going to be hysterical. <laughs> I know. I I told somebody it's like I. I've got the Aaron Rodgers trade. They could, mm-hmm. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham signing. Zeke Elliott signing. Like Those yeah, could all Hopkins be big trade. things. The Commanders yeah. selling. A lot could a happen lot on Monday. News, but I have no idea. But uh, we did have some great basketball uh, again in the game that we just watched mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, Creighton and San Diego State. You have a six seed versus a five seed in the Elite Eight for the chance to go into the Final Four. A close game. It's tied 56-56. San Diego State inbounds the ball, takes it to the rim, and the refs called a foul on the shot. Guy gets to shoot a free throw. Hits the free throw. San Diego State wins 57-56. There are a lot of people that are upset that you don't call a foul in that moment, and I get it. I think a lot of times at the end of a play or at the end of the game, maybe you swallow the whistle a little. But if there's a foul, I think you got to call a foul. I agree with that. But at the same time, like watching that play, that doesn't look like a foul. You know, it wasn't much of you one. You listen to everyone talk about it after the game. Like it was a physical game, the whole matchup. Like they allowed them to play and be physical. And then you get to this moment, and it's, hey, foul. I mean, you got to blow the whistle in that moment and give them a chance to win it. And great for San Diego State. Don't want to take anything away from them. Like you got the victory going to the Final Four, first time in school history. Incredible. Congrats to those kids. You worked your ass off your entire life to reach this moment, and you have. To the kids of Creighton, though, it's like you feel like that got stolen from you. You feel like a cheap call just ended your run on what has been an incredible season. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, uh, Greg McDermott, the coach that has been at Creighton for forever, it was even quoted and said, two teams play their tails off and officiating is part of the game. We're not going to go there. We lost the game because we didn't go. We didn't do enough against San Diego State. That's it's one hell of a way to handle that situation. Because I, I do hate it when players or coaches come out and blame officiating. Uh, there's so much more that happens in a game than just that last call. So good for him to take the high road. It is, it's weird, though. Do you swallow the whistle in that I last would. play? I think on that one specifically, that probably wasn't enough of a foul. It's also weird because now the, the only way you see it now is mm-hmm. slow-mo. You're not seeing the live yeah. action of the play. It, sometimes that's a and little bit different. it doesn't help that the foul was because the player was trailing and he comes up to try and block from behind. So mm-hmm. both momentum is just kind of carrying you forward. So maybe, you know, in a live shot, it does look like there's a push there. or kind of altered the shot because the shot was initially left short. He wouldn't have made it whether the player was there or not. That's just kind of how the shot came down. But I think for yeah. me, is like if I'm in a situation refing a game this magnitude, you call everything early. Get control of the game from the start. And then towards the end of the game, like, hey, start swallowing the whistle. You shouldn't be a factor in the game at this point. And I think on that one, you probably need a little bit more contact. The player from Creighton puts his left hand, left forearm on the guy from San Diego State. It doesn't look like there's much contact. I think the, the guy from San Diego State did a pretty good job of mm-hmm. selling that he was contacted. I don't think that specific play I would have blew the whistle. I mean, if that's a third-quarter play, I don't know if it's a foul. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, if, so for it to be a last-second foul call, now, for the ref, I will uh, defend him. If you think it's a foul, you call it. In that moment, I was probably a little bit soft. And just so people know, you do know how college basketball works. Not necessarily third quarter in a college game. But just, yeah, yeah. Just so it's not someone's listening to be like, what the fuck, this guy does no college basketball. He's in his third quarter. <laughs> I, I thought I told, about this weekend I about we it. Yeah, about last night, like, yeah. yeah. A girl going on a date and a guy being like, wait, is it only the second quarter? Or I don't even remember what it was. Yes, college basketball is different and it's weird. But, I mean, you, you get that. That play happens with 18 minutes left in the second half. Maybe you call it, maybe you don't. But for it to happen in the last second there, that's a little bit tough. But game's over. It is what it is. Creighton had a a great run. San Diego State is a team that just continues to play lights out. Same with the, you know, who's got left to play today, Miami and Texas. You know, some people expected Texas to be here. Miami, I think that would be a surprise, the five seed. You're the fifth seed, so it's like, hey, there's a possibility they've been playing good ball all year, but it's like, okay, hey, you know, there's some other teams in this bracket that we kind of expected to make the run here. Houston, especially, they got knocked out, of course, earlier in the week, but it's still just the final four for this year is different. Like, no one is, none of these teams, I don't feel like we're You know, it's kind of what we've been talking about, though, is there's, there's no big blue bloods that are, like, dominating. Like, even for Texas, they're. I don't know if you can call them a basketball no, but school. at the same time. And they're the highest-ranked yeah, team. They might be, you know, a contender moving forward because of these NIL deals and the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Texas has yeah, a lot I agree. to offer. A lot of these other schools have so much to offer. And, you know, the huge separation was some of these big schools were still paying money while these other ones weren't. You can come and get a good NIL deal and have a sweet ride while, you, you know, you're going to school for a year, however long. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's going to even out. And the Texas has field. built this roster, yeah, through the transfer portal. So I mean, and, and, you know, we've seen so many coaches recently retire and get out of the game because they didn't want to have to do this style of yeah. building a team where you have to go through they nil stuff, you have to go through money. transfer that's portal. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, the Dukes, mm-hmm. North Carolinas of the world. No, coaches said bye bye. Don't want to have to deal with that. This level playing field. That's but the like, bullshit. Uh, it's it's made yeah. it fun though. And for a team like San Diego State, um, Creighton beat Princeton to get here. Princeton had played very well. San Diego State beat Alabama, and then they played very well again today. I mean, they've earned their their right. You upset a number one, so they've earned their right to be in the Final Four. That's exciting for them. Uh, a couple other games that we have today to talk about is the Texas versus Miami game, which just tipped off. And we did this on Thursday as we watched games, a little blind review for you. If you're listening on Monday, you already know the result. You know who won. We do not. There's 19 minutes left in the first half. This is a big win for Texas. It's going to happen. I just, I have a feeling about these guys. And I think we even talked about it. I don't need, it's hard to tell because you and I talk so much. I think we talked about it on the podcast where I flip-flopped on my pick so many times. Something felt right with Texas and Gonzaga this year. Totally whiffed on Gonzaga. Freaking this year, kiss of death right now. I'm going to be so upset because I think it's a hard-fought matchup. And I think it comes down to the wire, kind of like what we saw earlier between Creighton excuse me, and San Diego State. But Texas comes out on top. I think Texas makes just enough plays right there at the end of the game and I, to yeah. help it. I'm not a Texas basketball fan, so that's not even me being biased. Texas was favored by three and a half points in this game. I think that they pull out a win. They just, I, I don't even know. I won't even pretend that I know enough about college basketball to tell you why. Uh, it's probably a little bit of a bias pick, and I've seen Texas play a couple times. They're the higher-ranked team. I've seen them beat Kansas. Miami is hot right now as we watch the game live, though, but we're both taking uh, Texas in this one. I mentioned it, though. Um, Gonzaga gets upset. They were the, you know, one of the last remaining. Uh, not that they're a blue blood, but like a second tier college basketball like team. Blue they blood, might be at the same tier. time. Still make it fun for. Yeah, just uh, failed to do it again, and the game was not oh, close. Kind of sucked to watch. To be pretty honest, much any yeah. point. I mean, they, I, would they lose by like 30? They were down by 25 yep. most of the game to where you and I were um, at a friend's thing trying to kind of keep up with what was going on. And it wasn't even worth watching. And it's terrible. You hate to see it for a guy like Drew Timmy as well. I still think Drew Timmy comes I back. want him to. I think he should. And I remember we were talking about it last night too. Um, who was the big recruit this year for Gonzaga? And you said, I don't think there was one. You know, a couple of years ago, it was Jalen mm-hmm. Suggs last year, the Holgram kid who's now with Oklahoma State but injured not playing because he decided to try and block LeBron in the lane. Right. No better than that. But it didn't feel like there was one this year for Gonzaga. I felt like it was just kind of the Drew Timmy show. And you get down to the wire like this, and it's, just, it's not painting out. But I still have a theory here. I'm going to kind of roll with it. College teams that rely on the big guy to lead you the whole way are not going to win. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's so weird watching college basketball, too, because not many teams have a big guy anymore. Even looking at some of these rosters that these teams have, they'll have a bunch of guys who are 6'4", 6'5", and then, like, one guy who's 6'9". Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, when I say, like, 
I think it's even FAU that has like everybody six foot two, and then they have a seven footer. That one's kind of working for them though. They beat Kansas State. I find myself kind of rooting for the for FAU for that underdog team, like to have a nine seed. Kansas State because what the what was the end of that game for you? That you just come down and pretty much just turn the ball over. You didn't even give yourself an opportunity to get a shot up. And it's just. We got to be better than that, and it sucks for those kids because you had such a good run in the tournament, and you would come down and you hitch these clutch shots, and you know you make plays and you pull up and shoot. You don't have second guesses or second thoughts about it. You just pull up and hit it, and that's what's been so special about watching Kansas State through this entire tournament. And then last night you come down racing to the floor. I think there's like seven, eight seconds left. You come running down instead of pulling up to hit a shot. You just pass it, and then by that point it's like you yes, that was, I was trying to remember that one. That's, yeah, K-State had a couple mm-hmm. different looks. And they just they kept moving the ball around. It was almost like nobody wanted to yeah, be the guy I mean, to take the shot. Like it's like, oh, I'm not quite open enough. Like, you, got, you had four pretty good open opportunities to end that game. And then the one that you do finally have to take is a little bit contested. It was probably still a makeable shot, if I remember right. But still, you had some opportunities there. Uh, a good run for K-State as well. I think they were the better I agree. team. I agree. FAU made more plays. But it doesn't yeah. matter in this. <laughs> yeah, you got to you know, peak hey, what hey, you're supposed to. And you FAU just need that one time, baby. <laughs> I think you could say the same maybe even about UConn and Gonzaga. I do I feel like UConn's been just not getting the respect they deserve. And I think I said that last show, too. And, I mean, they're a good ball team. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just not much else you can say to it. Like they just they like, come out and play ball and they freaking win, and that's exactly what they did last night. They just came out dominated. Yeah, they did. And like I said, we have Miami versus Texas going on right now. Winner of that one goes on to the Final Four, where they will face, I believe, San Diego State. And then you have UConn and. Um, It'll be UConn versus the winner though. of this game, and then San Diego State versus FAU. Okay. Right? Regardless, <laughs> that is not a very exciting. It's really final. not. Now I got myself questioning the bracket here. <laughs> I think that these two teams today will play each other. So I, I think that it's going to be San Diego State versus F- nope. Texas. Um, San Diego State versus FAU, and State then State the winner of this game will play UConn. Okay. <sighs> That's not. Yeah. The sexy. San Diego State versus FAU is going to be like, eh, I'm sure it's going to be a good game, but like the school names themselves, like Florida Atlantic, really? But at the same yeah. time, it, good for those teams. This is the future right? called basketball because all these areas are those two. You get to play in Florida, you get to play in San Diego State. Pretty good places to live. Going to make good money there. UConn, eh, I don't know about that. Maybe ESPN Spain if you're over there in Connecticut. But, like, Texas yeah. or Miami, I would want to go play basketball there. Uh, yeah. Uh, look at the – I know that this is a little bit different. The Cavender mm-hmm. twins who have a massive Started social Fresno media State. following and then transferred to yep. Miami where it seems like they're doing pretty good. I don't follow women's college basketball at all. You follow all. them on social media. and <laughs> I saw her hit a free throw in – Shush the crowd. I did see that. Watch. So they're killing it's got to be good for the game. Off the court. <laughs> yeah. 
And they're pretty solid, mm-hmm. it feels like. It, no, they really are, yeah. No, I mean, they were a heck of a deal at Fresno State, and then for them to make the move to Miami, I really do think it was based just on the fact for the NIL deal and making TikToks in Miami on the beach all the time, kind of a perk. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing it. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't Fresno State as well, but. I wonder if they have any WNBA potential. That I don't. I don't yeah, know I enough, don't you know, know what I mean, in terms of that. Uh, WNBA no, draft I, <laughs> yeah, that's go for it. That's all you. <laughs> that's all you. Uh, it, it has been nice watching these games, and a lot of them have been good games outside of the the Gonzaga game. But it is it's going to be weird that you don't have any of those traditional blue bloods. You don't have any big powerhouses. Although you even said it, like UConn's just not getting the respect that they deserve. They used to be a powerhouse. They used to be a big mm-hmm. top dog. They're just, they're not right they're now. They're back. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. And as, as a four seed, maybe. Maybe they are a little bit back, and they can build off this and, and get back what they were not long ago. I mean, Kimball Walker was there, and they, they won yeah, with Kimball so. Walker. That's like, that is not that 12, long 13? ago. 12, 13? I think so. Yeah, but, I mean, recent yeah. enough, you know? Uh, recent enough that we shouldn't just be like, ah, oh, UConn's not a top dog anymore. And they've struggled over the last couple of years. I think it was 2011. But, uh, that's whatever. Nice. That was quick. Um, let's do talk a little bit about baseball. Excuse though. me. 2011 and 2014. Even quicker. They won the championship? 1999, 2004, 2011, or 2014. That's one hell of a 15-year yeah. run. I'm about to probably do it again. <laughs> you put some respect on UConn it. Austin. That's what I said at the beginning. He's like, we're, we're not putting enough respect on UConn. Can you read those to me again? 1999, 2004, 2011, and 2014, which puts the program in tie with Kansas for six most all time. It's a little bit different. But I think the Spurs won the same amount of titles in the same amount of time. <laughs> Dynasty. <laughs> We've been over here talking about North Carolina, Duke, and UConn's like, what about us? Kentucky hasn't won that many in that amount of time. And that is the men's. I know the women's had a lot of success, too, but I promise you that. Yeah, that even more so. Um, Yeah. But even like Kentucky is a school that I would consider a blue blood. When was the last time they won a national championship? uh, 1958. No, Kentucky? Not in basketball. John Cop Park's got to have at least one. Did they win or did they just right? go? I don't know. <laughs> and this is what happens when we talk about things that we're just not prepared to talk about. They won it in 2012. Okay. Okay. Boy, that, why did that I don't even know if that. They've got a couple under their belt, too. They won it in 96, again in 98, and then in 2012. And they've got some other ones from the they 70s the and 50s. They were runner-up in 2014, but... which we now know mm-hmm. they lost to UConn. <laughs> right. But so why am I sitting the... here thinking, but man, Kentucky's because a powerhouse. Because they went to the Final Four in and... 90, oh, my God. Okay. Uh, 93, 96, 97, 98, and then there was a good gap there, and then it was 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Was 15 the year that they went undefeated and then lost it in the championship to, like, Wisconsin or something? Yeah, probably. Um, 
I need to rethink my blue bloods of college basketball. Maybe next year uh, when I get into the last college elite eight they went to was in 2019. So I mean, four years ago. It's crazy how much can change in four years. Like Kentucky, just yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like they've been living up to the hype that was there in the middle teens. No, no. And I, there is there were rumors about John Calipari taking yeah, the Texas. Not no job. more, dog. Mm-mm. I don't think he's being offered. Know who the head coach is now since Chris Beard's moved on to. I, I don't know. He's been doing a wonderful job Absolutely though. Doing a fantastic job, man. And I mean, as you heard earlier today, we told you that Texas won. Yep. Don't know if that's true or not yet. Sure is. Just you can't. My head. You can't lose. Or you can't take a team to the Final Four and then lose that job. Like you keep rolling. Yeah. There have been no like coaching mishaps. There's never been like, man, if we just yeah. had our head coach. Like you beat Kansas mm-hmm. twice this year. year and in the Big Twelve Championship. Mm-hmm. And now you're performing well in March. That guy just looks like a good basketball coach. I'm just if we're yeah. gonna call if we're gonna be like that, like we don't know this guy's name. I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. I've not paid a lot of attention to who Texas is or what they've been doing this year in basketball, but I'm very happy to see that they're here. And I am gonna hop on this bandwagon. If this was the football team, I'd yeah. know exactly what's going on. Basketball team, it'd be like you don't, we'll see. I just I'm surprised you don't know more about Rodney Terry. Rodney Terry, what up? RT, I, I, yo, what's up, dog? How we doing? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that guy wins in living rooms, too. He can recruit. RT, with, the game, with a name like Rodney Terry? That's Mr. Uh-huh. Two First Names. Yeah. We don't, we don't worry about what the last coaches did here. Yeah. You know? We're here to build you know, good young men in a solid program. Get your Ferrari. She played really good. <laughs> yeah, and here's the name of the local car. So we would get you a mustard deal, uh, but Bijan's already got you there. So uh, there's other condiments, yeah. mayo. We could use one of those. Yeah, barbecue Why sauce. Bijan not go with mayo. Bijan's mayo. Bijan's mustard. That's what he went. He's like Dijon mustard. <laughs> I rest my case. Yeah, and that was talking uh, mustard. I do not like mustard. Preface that I'm not a mustard fan. The only type of mustard either. I do like is actually Dijon mustard because it's on the hook and ladder sandwich at uh, Firehouse Subs, which I'm now going to eat for dinner because that sounds delish. <laughs> Not a sponsor. If you want to join me, but come on down. That sounds pretty good sometimes. Uh, I'm not a big mustard or ketchup I've been guy. traumatized by mustard because I told someone I didn't like it, and then when I was in college, Sonic had a real big like 50-cent corn dog day. I don't think they do that anymore. But I would go and like order a load of you know corn dogs for me and my roommates and stuff, and my significant at the time. And I was like, I don't really like mustard. She's like, Oh, I love mustard. So then she cut open the mustard package and then tried to put it on me, and then like squirt it in my mouth while I was eating my corn dog. Yum. Yeah, I'm just like, no mustard for me, dude. It's also probably why I don't like Whataburger because they just they don't know how to just say no to mustard. No means no. Right. I'm good with ketchup and mustard if you do like a little bit. But if you're a person that loves it and you're making my cheeseburger, no, that's another that's too Another much. example is my little brother absolutely loves it. And uh, he put it on his pancakes when we were younger. We sat at my grandparents' house. Swear to God. Mustard? Uh, we're sitting there. My grandma makes pancakes. One of the best chefs in the world. Whips up pancakes. We're going to eat it with syrup. Got peanut butter on it. Just freaking loving life. This little dude's like, I want mustard on it. And my grandpa's like, uh, all right. I'm like, no, don't put mustard on it. Uh, no. That's how he wants to eat it. Let him eat it. And then when we were growing up, homeboy wanted his little snack from playing outside, his little tidy whities He'd come running in. He'd grab himself a, a little thing of bologna, take the mustard bottle, squirt it in it, roll it up, take a bite out of it, and run back outside to go play cards in the dirt. That sounds disgusting. That's Jake. 
<laughs> and that's talking Jake, Mellow and Big Country. Uh, let's do talk a bit about baseball because this is a very exciting time of year. No show for us on Thursday as we will be celebrating opening day. But I will say, please, just thoughts and prayers with me this week as I will be traveling to St. Louis. Oh, my God, you will be. I thought we were just worried about something else. Um, no, but St. Louis is just the me being in St. Louis. Hey, you're gonna have a good time. Uh-huh. I, go, I hope so. But again, just go, just stay at the stadium in the city area. Stay away from Illinois. Keep everything and southwest. If you do head to Illinois, right? Do not stop. Stay on the highway. Do not exit until you know you're in the state. Turn around. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't pause. Don't slow down until you get part, back to Missouri. <laughs> Just keep driving to some skyscrapers. I, I haven't been to St. Louis in a really long time, so I'm looking forward to giving it another shot. We, we're here in Missouri. We have a lot of friends that are Cardinals fans that love St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of friends, too. I, I, I've had some bad experiences there to where I don't have good things to say about that city. It actually has nothing to do with the baseball team, the football team, hockey team, none of it. I think they have some of the best fans in the world. But that city, in my opinion, is trash. (laughs) It is a terrible city. I haven't been in probably a decade, though, so T's and P's for me on Thursday. Have you guys figured out a game plan on what you're doing, like aside from just the baseball game? I have not. I am just a passenger being told what to do. Is there a game plan? Yes. I was told last night that we will get, uh, we will start tailgating or whatever. We will start the festivities at 10.30 a.m. for a 3 o'clock game. And I said, you do you, babe. I'm, I'm there. That's what you want? I got you. Sweetheart. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah, because I've been, I've been there before. Like, uh, hey, we're going to a Chiefs game. Game starts at noon, but the tailgate starts at eight. <laughs> are you sorry? Are you going with a whole group of people then? Just no. two of you? Just two of you? Yeah. Okay, then. So maybe you're not going to have your own setup tailgate. Then you're going to go to like a little bar next to the stadium. Then. Okay, that makes right the ballpark sense. village. All the I've been told it's like a holiday. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, I can imagine. That's going to be who knows. I think it's also a buy a St. Louis food. Take cash so you can find so you can do parking. They just they have like little lots around the city there near the stadium that you can park in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Perina or Perina, mm, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I can't fucking pronounce it. The dog food, yes, Perina. Thank you. They have a little like uh-huh. plant down there. There's usually Let's a bunch of like, parking spots on that area, and then you can just walk up the street, and then there's a little bar to the right. Um, it's kind of got like a wooden exterior look to it. You can get hot dogs on the outside, peanuts, and you can get like full fledged like cans of beer. And then as you walk closer to the stadium, there's bars on that side, and then on the other <laughs> side of the stadium, on the outfield is where Ballpark Village is, and that's just. Amazing. I'm very obviously mm-hmm. a Royals fan. And a lot of people have been giving me crap because I'm going to St. Louis for opening day. I'm very excited about it, though, because the the Cardinals are a top Mm -hmm. baseball organization. Regardless of what you think of that city, the Cardinals know what they're doing. And And so do their fans. And I want to see what it looks like when a real organization puts on the show. Like, that's the thing. It's like, they know (laughs) they're going to be good this year. Like, there's a lot of promise. You got two MVP mm-hmm. candidates right there, and Goldschmidt and Arenado. Rookie of the Year candidate, which we'll get into here in a little bit with Jordan Walker, getting the yeah. announcement today that he's going to be on the opening day roster, which is fantastic. This mm-hmm. is a guy that we were hoping to see last year, didn't get to. But with the, yeah. way down, with the way St. Louis does it around the stadium, it's the reason why I'm so strong on the Royals just having a downtown ballpark. 
is because of everything that surrounds it makes it so much more exciting. Mm-hmm. And also just Major League Baseball building off the success of the World yes. Baseball Classic from last week, too. I, I'm very excited about this season. I, I always do get excited in late March, April for baseball, but it, it feels a little bit different this year. And looking at some of the young stars that you have, because even for me, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. Bobby Witt, uh, the Royal shortstop, was on the World Baseball Classic roster. But you get guys like him, Julio Rodriguez, Michael Harris, Adley Rutschman, Mackenzie Gore. Like You've got a, a core group of guys that have not really established themselves in Major League Baseball yet, but have got like a taste that are going to be really good. And then some of the other superstars even here that I looked at this week, you got guys like Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, Vlad Jr., Fernando Tatis, Alec Manoa. You've got a lot of great superstars that are under 25 yeah. years old. And like Wander Franco, I mean, you can almost put him in the list with like the next wave of Bobby Witt and Julio Rodriguez because right, cause he he's just, so young. he was on the starting date roster last year, right? He came up the year before mm-hmm. a little bit and then started last yeah. year and then just but never he's still probably like 21. Yeah, it's just insane, the future yeah. of baseball. And this is my complaint with that. If you're not a diehard baseball fan and you know, you're not paying attention to everything, you're probably not that familiar with the name of Bobby Witt or a Michael Harris, you know what I mean? Or like Wander Franco, you maybe heard it a little bit. Juan Soto, I'm sure everyone's heard that name. That's become polarizing across the world. Yeah. But like the MLB needs to do such a better job of just letting everybody know like these are the future. Like these guys are the future of this sport. And unless you're paying attention to it, you don't know. Us talking about it all last summer is what's helped me realize what's going on here. But the, just the day-to-day fan of like trying to catch a game or what's going on, I don't know anything. Like the whole World Baseball Classic. I didn't see anything from Major League Baseball. I'm like, look at what our guys are doing. I just I didn't feel like that was taking place. And that was such an opportunity for them to be like, the world is focusing on our sport. These guys, the best players in the world, are tearing it up right now. And we have nothing to say about it. You need to change the top. Baseball has a promotion problem. They always have it. It's always been talked about because and to me that's the maybe at I'm this wrong. point it's the leadership aspect of it if the leadership doesn't want to focus on that yeah. then you got to get new leadership even and this this pisses me off about major league baseball when you look at the opening day mm-hmm. schedule oh and i think that they're doing a really good job of making it like hey everybody's playing on thursday this is our day this is our big moment this is opening day there is one game that is on national television that's the that's problem. problem. Like, uh, you have to do away with these blackouts and things like that. Put your game in front of people. There are 162 of these, and there are 30 teams. I'm not doing that math right now. That's a lot of ball games. You have to put them in front of people so that when the Braves and Nationals uh, first pitch at 12:05 on Thursday, I should have that thrown in my face. Like, oh, this is right here. It's one of my options on YouTube TV. Not. Well, I have to have direct TV still and hope that I get Bally Sports or whatever local market game. Stop it with the local markets. Yeah. Nobody cares. I mean, that's why the NBA. Like, you've got to find a way to get basketball. It. It's, it's free. I can turn on CBS right now and watch this Final Four game. I don't have to go pay for something to do it. NFL, I know it's going to be on Sunday and Thursday nights for free. And Sunday night. You know, Sunday day, Sunday night, Thursday night. It's going to be free. Monday yeah. night, you have to have ESPN. You've got to go there. Right, and I get it. Like, Twins Royals on Thursday at 3 o'clock. Probably doesn't need to be on a national telecast. It doesn't need to be on Fox or ESPN. But what about Giants and Yankees at noon? 
why the hell is that not why on is TV? That not blasted on every commercial. Mm-hmm. Like that, that sh- Fox should pick it up. FS1 or ESPN. Somebody should have that game on TV, and that's a that's a major league baseball problem of not having it on there. Again, opening day. I'm pretty sure every team is playing. You have one game that's on TV. That's just that's a, a failure, like you said, at the the top, at yeah. the leadership. And the 30 teams, it, uh, 162 games. That's 4,860 times nine. Games. With how many innings? That's 43 times that by three for yeah, outs in the game. It's 131,220 <laughs> outs in a season. Now you're just. Uh-huh. You don't get to see all that. You don't get to see all those. You should. Outs. You don't get to see 131,220 <laughs> outs in a season. Mm-hmm. I want to. And that's if a game lasts nine innings. Actually, I don't. Is that the correct but way to do that math, by the way? I don't know. You kind of just you went on a little tangent of how you were doing things. Well, we're going to go 30 teams times 162 games. It's 4,860 times nine innings, right? Games times nine. So that's going to equal the amount of innings. 43,740. You get three outs an inning. So you're going to take that game, those games. Hold up. Hold up. You get six outs an inning. That's why. Both teams get three outs. Times three again. <laughs> I knew that number seemed small. 393,660 outs. How many outs do you get to see in a season? Not 393. And that's talking outs with Melo you know and Country. The MLB should create a network that's like, you get to see every single strikeout. Or you get to see every out in a game. Oh, like a yes. red zone? Why aren't they doing that? That's, that would be simple. Like red zone, you can see every touchdown. They, they have the cameras in every stadium. It's out there. Let me see it's every available. Run. MLB Network, just like, hey, here's some action that's going on right now. There, I mean, there's almost would, a game on every day. If that day. was the thing, I would just turn that on and let it cycle through. Like I do a sports yeah, or I go to bed and I leave the TV on. Don't worry about YouTube TV. I just partnered with a friend. I have it. You don't have to give me login anymore. Or have it on the, the web, your website, MLB.com. sense, man. Guess what? We can't capitalize off that because we don't know what to charge. Stop trying to capitalize. Just offer it. <laughs> yeah. Put something in the corner that says brought to you by Mid-America RV. And you don't have to do anything else. There you go. Um, Shohei Otani is a very popular um, guy right now. And we are going to do our MVP Cy Young Rookie of the Year and World Series matchup. But I saw a thing today talking about Shohei Otani's market and what he's going to be valued at. And I, I think that this is even just crazy and probably low uh, because he plays mm-hmm. DH, a little bit outfield, and he also is a star pitcher. They looked at his value of him just as a pitcher and what kind of contract he could get. Just solely alone as a pitcher. Eight years, twenty uh, sorry, eight years, $230 million is about what his market would be as just a pitcher. And as just a hitter, 10 years, $333 million. As just a hitter, my man does both. So as a pitcher, that would average about $29 million a year. And then, I mean, $333 million as a hitter. I don't know how the, anyone, the Angels, the Mets, Yankees, whomever, I don't even know how you could begin to talk to him without that number being $50 million. <laughs> If you can't come with $50 million per, don't send the message. Don't talk to my agent. 
he's he's gonna break every sports contract here's record. The thing though, you're not gonna get that longevity of ten years of him being able to do both, right? Probably not. <laughs> so that's where it's like I don't know. Forty. Hmm. I don't. I don't. He, he. I think he will get fifty. Really. Hmm. I don't know what the Let's, next biggest contract is. And even just looking at some of those contracts that were floated out this year, like the Padres just spending money on guys like Xander Bogarts. He's pretty solid. He's not Shohei Otani, and he got 11 years. Uh, how much a year? <laughs> I don't even remember what his. If you offer Shohei Otani an eight-year, $40 million, $40 million a year, that would be $320 million. So eight-year, $320 would equal $40 million a year. So for Xander Bogarts. Who's a, a pretty solid shortstop? He got eleven years, two hundred eighty million. Shohei gonna break the bank. That's twenty five. And the Mets are spending money for eleven like crazy. years. You get twenty five mil hitting your bank account. <laughs> Take out the taxes. I saw a thing today too. That, um, you know, we always talk about Bobby Bonilla. His the day comes and he gets like a couple million dollars. I saw a thing today that King Griffey Jr. is going to be the third highest paid Cincinnati Red this year because of deferred contracts from when he uh, signed with the Reds. He's going to be paid over $3 million this season. Mm -hmm. Those deferred contracts. I think it's Max Scherzer who has one too where he's like, hey, here's my eight-year deal, but you can spread it out and you can pay me after I'm done. If I'm an athlete, like that's what I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah, give me, you know, $15 million a year. I'm but then for the next 10 that. years after that, give me $3 million a year. Like, that's just. Dude, I, I'm not even. I would just be coasting after. Like, I'd sign that contract and be like, I'm not hitting BP today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, lie, you, I wouldn't yeah. be the best. I would. I, I know myself well enough that I would not be. I would go and start. I don't think I'd be that guy. Like, I'm going to be a good hitter today. I think it's a little different because you do, you want to have that personal drive to like mm-hmm. set records or, or things like that. Some of these guys that just cash out, get fat, get rich. I think there are a lot of us that would do the same. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me you wouldn't go ball out in a contract year and then cash it in and yeah. be like, no, nope, I'm Aaron Judge. <laughs> this, I'm gonna retire now. <laughs> like I'm still gonna be active because I have to collect this check, but. I'm yeah. not training in the off season yeah. anymore, especially if you're an older guy. Like David Ortiz, man, exactly. I just can get fat and hit bombs. <laughs> F you guys. You can call me yeah. Big Poppy, and yeah. I might make a couple rounds around the bases. Mm-hmm. So with Shohei, I, he's going to get a huge contract. I don't know what it is. I, I think that it's going to be at least 50, every bit of 50, maybe even more. And, again, if you're giving guys like Xander Bogarts, no offense to him, 11 years – what if Shohei comes and he says, I want 15 years? What if he wants the Patrick Mahomes <laughs> contract? Somebody's going to give it to him. Whether it's the Padres, Yankees, Mets, again, I don't know. 10-year, $500 million. Somebody's going to blink check him. Like, just tell us what you want. We don't, we don't care. We'll, if he goes to the effing Yankees, man. The Mets are the ones spending money right now. Yeah, they're probably running out of money to spend. Eventually, they've got to run out, though. I, I also saw a thing uh, that was talking about the profit of baseball teams, and uh, the, it was the mm-hmm. Forbes list of like how the much they're worth. Is like 7.9 or something? 
Yankees over seven billion dollars, uh, which makes a lot of sense. But I did also see that the Mets are losing over one hundred million dollars a year because their owner is throwing so much money at winning that they are actually coming in at a loss. They are losing more money per year than like five teams are paying. Mets are losing like a hundred million dollars. The Tampa Bay Rays payroll is like eighty. <laughs> Holy shit. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Baseball's wild when it comes to finances. So if the Mets just can't, if, I mean, if they win a World Series, like it's going to take off because, then, you know what I mean, they're going to get that recognition. They're going to be loved. But at the same time, like, how long does it take for that to turn around? And that's the great thing about some of these owners is they just don't really care. You know, he's, he's probably making money elsewhere. I don't know where he has his, where he's getting his money from. To where he just wants to win a World Series. Okay, but let's say... And if he's got to throw $100 million at it, that's what he's going to do. Let's say you don't do that. How long does it take you to get out of that? How long does it take you to start making money again? Like, that's terrifying. But if you're at a point in life where you're like, yeah, it's just $100 mil, I just want to be like, hey, can I get one of those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set me up for life. Give yeah, me I mean, one. <laughs> Tax-free oh, under man. the table. There's just like, I just want to reach out to like Elon and be like, hey, man, help a brother. Mm-hmm. You'll change the lives of two podcast hosts. Two million dollars. You won't even notice no. it. That would probably be me, like the equivalent of me giving somebody five dollars. Elon Musk, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he's he's worth a yeah. couple billion. And even looking at these uh, rankings too, the New York Yankees valued at seven point one billion. The next closest team is the Dodgers at four point eight. That is that is a, a drop. Gap. I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen the TikTok videos of like we can't really grasp mm-hmm. a billion? Mm-hmm. It's a hundred. I was hundred. thinking that the other day actually. Like the day, grasping a billion, a separation than that is just insane. Yeah, I, I this I'm going to butcher it again. Didn't prepare to talk about this. Like one million seconds is like one week. One billion seconds. It's like thirty three years. That's the difference in a mill and a bill. Those could be wildly wrong. I don't even know how to do that math on my calculator to confirm it. <laughs> to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah, and that's talking time with Mellow and Big Country. But these teams, I don't know. Somebody's going to pay for Shohei Otani. The Miami Marlins are the lowest valued team, and they still come in at $1 billion. The Oakland A's, 1.18. Cincinnati Reds, 1.19. Kansas City Royals, what's up? 1.2. And the Tampa Bay Rays at 1.25. Here it is. It's back to your second tier. I'm so sorry. A million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 31 years. See, I was pretty close. you tell me I haven't even lived a billion seconds left yet? Ooh, wow. How about that? I'm Bro, just over that is messing me up. It's like what we talked about at brunch there are, today. There are billionaires out there. You can't give me one mil? You can't give me 12 days, dog? You got 31 yeah. years. Help me. Help others. Right? I would do so much good with that money while also blowing a lot of I don't think I would blow any of it because I would – my blowing it would just be $100,000. and be like I now have – $9,900,000 left. I would love to sit here and pretend like if I did come into some money that I, 
I'd pay my truck off. I'd buy a house. I'd, I'd be pretty responsible with it. I'd also probably buy some dumb stuff. I just think I would. No one around me purchased that I would. That's what I know. Like I go to Walmart sometimes, and I see these things, and I'm thinking, I'd like to get one. And it's going to make absolutely no sense to you. It's a kayak. I had that moment today, and it was a 70. They look so cool just sitting out there. I was walking through Walmart today, and I was like, I might get a basketball. Why is there a $75 Wilson basketball? Because Wilson makes the basketball. And like Walmart has a deal with uh-huh. Wilson. So like the actual official basketball is 75 bucks. Yeah, they do the WNBA balls mm-hmm. as well. And I was going to buy my daughters both a WNBA yep. ball for Christmas. Couldn't find them mm. anywhere at Christmas time. Now, everywhere. So they got just boring old Wilson basketball. Damn. Sorry. Damn. Santa failed. That was his fault. If you had a mill, though, you would have found uh, it. You know what I mean? just sent a text. Right? I bu- my babies have all the basketballs. Hey, not sure if you heard of me. Uh, recent millionaire uh, got helped out from the big guys. Really appreciate it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's predict some baseball stuff here. Looking at the MVP candidates, uh, both of us go with the AL guy of Mike Trout. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say this is my fault because I talked shit on him. And now we're both guessing that he's going to have a career. Yeah. yeah that was your yeah. kiss of success. What did I call it last time? Uh, I've referred to it as a yeah. kiss of death. If I talk good about somebody, they fail. If I talk bad about somebody, yeah. they succeed. <laughs> and I don't know. We'll see what happens with Mike Trout. He's still like 31 years old. If you listen to the last episode, you're like, wait, I thought you hated him. I don't. I don't think he's the greatest <laughs> of all time. I think that the, he definitely had an era where he was the greatest player in baseball. Now he's the second best. But I do think that he can have an MVP-type season. He's, he's got to yeah. stay healthy. And that's a big I if. want to I see mean, it. It really is. Mm-hmm. And neither of us picked Shohei. I think that he has entered into the you're going to have to yeah. really do we something. We expect it now. Outside of his norm because he's doing something he special every year. Last year didn't he? Uh, I don't even remember. No, Aaron Judge did. Oh, that's right. With all his home runs. And again, be, because Otani had to he's going to have to hit 40, 50 home runs, I think, and have like a two or three ERA. Let's, we talked about his contract a little bit ago. At what point does he make the transition to either full-time pitcher or full-time hitter? Yeah, I mean, eventually he's, he's probably got to age out of pitching. so, but I mean, look at Justin Verlander. I, mean, I think it was an article in The Athletic last year that talked about actually how, like, how difficult it is mm-hmm. what he's doing. Because most pitchers are able to sit in the dugout knowing, I don't have to hit. Who we have up next? Let me see the scouting report. Let me talk to the catcher. He doesn't because there are times he has to go out there and hit and think, let me see the scouting report on this pitcher. What's he going to pitch to me? Or, you know, there's times where he's the last out or he's stranded on second. He has to run in, get his stuff, and prepare to pitch. So the fact that he's doing all of this, is it really is amazing. I know I kind of dumped on him a little bit. Uh, before he took off and had a, a lot of his major success. But I think that was probably just him adapting to, all right, this is how I have to do it. And he's been wildly successful the last like, two, three years now. I think he's going to have another big year. But for me in the AL, I'm going to take Trout. Um, he's so likable. 
I don't think Mike Trout is held to that same standard, which is maybe a little bit weird that he doesn't have to do anything extraordinary to win the MVP. Mike Trout comes out and he, if Mike Trout hits 50 home runs, he will win the MVP. Yeah. And he will probably win his first gold glove too. Which Just is based so off sad. Those home runs. You kind of feel bad. <laughs> don't you yeah. think it's true though? <laughs> like they will reward him. I, I had a buddy of mine that was really good at basketball in high school. Uh, he was like an all-state performer. He was really good, and he played baseball as well. And he got voted like all-conference center fielder. And there was talk amongst the coaches of like, why did he get voted all-conference? Just name recognition. The other coaches in the conference were like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Voted for him. Name recognition. Really? <laughs> I would hope that the Major League Baseball writers and voters would be different. I don't think they are, though. Yeah. I've seen some guys win some awards and think, well, there's definitely somebody else <laughs> yeah. better. This out. guy had a shitty year. <laughs> yeah. I watched Alex Gordon win a couple gold gloves in left field and thought, really wasn't that great yeah, this cool year. Yeah, cool diving play. Uno. <laughs> Uno diving uh-huh. play. Yeah. Um, taking it to the NL side, I went with Juan Soto. I'm just expecting a big year from him. He's, he's another one of those guys that's just super young, and I still think that we haven't seen the best of Juan Soto. And now him having some lineup protection with the Padres for for a full year, I think that he's a guy that could really just kind of let go off and have yeah. a pretty special. And season. I'm going to roll with kind of the hot hand right now, Trey Turner, and hopefully there's not a giant slump that kind of ruins his year because boy, he's been just on a tear as of late, just hitting bombs from the WBC and you know spring training. Spring training, excuse me. Hopefully he can just keep that rolling, but I'm going to pick him to be the NL MVP. I hope you remember that I used to love Trey Turner yep. when he was a National. Like when he went to the Dodgers, I was like, this is one of the best players in baseball. And now I, I agree. I would love to see Trey Turner. I thought Trey Turner with was the a Phillies and, player, and then he came out with Nolan Arnato, and it kind of threw me for a loop for a little bit because I was like, what about Turner? But I was just like, I'm going to let him do him. And now I get it with yeah. Nolan Arnato. Um, yeah. I think we've talked about it off air. Did you realize that from third base to first base is a 40-yard difference? That's a 40-yard yeah. throw. And I don't think a lot of people yeah. comprehend that. The old that. Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. Where the A's and the Raiders used to play, there you can find a picture With those of it online. Deep throws that he's making on just a line mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah. Like in a, so much more respect for shortstops too. Like when you're in that deep part of the field and you're doing yeah. a whole turn on your knees or throwing from your knees and you're making that throw and it's hitting the first baseman in the chest. Yeah, I so saw a thing with Arenado last week during World Baseball Classics, and it was uh, him and a reporter going through some of his like off-season work or his preseason stuff. And he was on his knee at third base, throwing a baseball all the way across there. Like, why, would, why are you doing this? Like, when is this ever going to happen? He's like, I, I, you never know. It's definitely a possibility. And then they showed, like, ten highlights of him doing it in an actual game. Like, from the other side yeah. of the foul line. He did that too. several and, times. I mean, he's won ten gold gloves in a row. He's hunting for number 11. He's, I, he's one of those guys. He's my favorite baseball player. I think he earns his gold mm-hmm. glove every year. <laughs> Just a good hey, luck Trump, competing with that. Yeah, yeah, maybe try. I don't know. Go play a different position. Go play left That's field. And see if he can. Like, why is center? I feel like center's going to go to the speed guys. Not that he's not mm-hmm. fast, but I mean, right. I think eventually he'll have to make some kind of right move. field and chills. Focus on hitting. I don't think we talked about this with Mike Trout. I think I'm a little worried about his body breaking down because he's so he's, bulky. He's already kind of breaking down. I mean, he's just dealing with injuries you know? all the time. Yeah, you look at some of the great athletes and their longevity. They're not these big, bulky guys. And Trout, he's got some, some shoulders and a chest on him. Like he's, he's in great shape. Good-looking fella. 
<laughs> he almost needs to lose a little muscle mass. <laughs> He's not wrong with being skinny, man. We'll, you don't got to be kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens with him. So our MVP picks, we're really all over the place here. Uh, AL, I went Trout. NL, I went Juan Soto. AL, you went Trout. And NL, you sure. went Trey Turner. Uh, I like both those picks. For the Cy Young, it was a little bit more difficult for me. Um, I went with Sandy Alcantara, the Marlins starting pitcher who was lights out last year. His problem is that can he get enough wins with the Marlins? I think he proved last year that he can at least be in that conversation of a guy uh, that's up for the award. And I kind of find myself maybe not even rooting for them, but I, I like those guys with the Marlins that come up and start to exceed and play well. And I think that he can do it. He did it last year. He was the Cy Young. He's still, he's only like 26 years old. He's been in the league for a minute, but he's, he's very good with not a lot of backing. But again, he proved last year he can come out and win it. He only won 14 games last year, but had a 2-2-8 ERA. He's my pick for the NL Cy Young and AL. I'm going with Alec Manoa. I fell in love with him in the say, man, You've been on a Alec Manoa <laughs> love train for a minute. Yep. And you know what I realized today after making this pick? I was doing like work before the podcast, looking at like who I might pick for the AL, Cy Young. And then I realized I'm going to see him pitch on opening day. Oh, I'm pretty excited man. about that. You're going to have a hell of an opening day experience. <laughs> yeah. You can see Vlad. Yeah. I've never seen him You're play. You can see your guys. Bo yeah. Bichette. Yeah. Get no, yeah, all the St. Louis guys. Is he going to be starting? I will boo Whitmerfield. Let me double check here. <laughs> I think he's still a Blue Jay. I will, blue, I will boo Whitmerfield. The, for the way that he left the Royals, I, I don't care at all about I'm vaccines not vaccine anymore. anymore. Just kidding. I got a chance to win. Yeah. Wait, he's a good left team? Arm, uh, yeah, arm. I'll sacrifice my body. <laughs> oh, this might turn me into a zombie? I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, he's still there. He's slated to start at second for him, it looks yep. like. I'm glad I remember He's gonna that. Get That's going to be a hell of an opening day. I almost wish. I'm glad I didn't buy a, a Whit Merrifield jersey when he was a Royal. I'd wear it. I'd cross it out. I'd spray paint a big X over it. Any of my Royals friends, if you're listening and you have one, you want to donate it to a cause, I will wear that to opening you gonna day. you going to put a big X on it? you going to put a big X on it? Oh, hell yeah, I would. Yeah. But Alec Manoa, I am excited about him. I did. I loved him at the All Star break. I'm excited to see him pitch. But he's also he's got good stuff. He's another one of those young guys coming up that has good stuff. I could see him winning his first sight. So for me, with my uh, AL Cy Young Award, I went with Jacob Degrom getting the opening day start for the Rangers, and then in the NL, I went with Spencer Strider. Maybe not that popular of a name, but the guy who quietly was very very successful last year for the Braves. So that's who I'm going with. Mm-hmm. Good picks, good picks. Uh, and then, again, going with the rookie of the year. I don't know, country, if you're in the chat or not. I don't know if I am. This is one thing that I love about the call-in app is that you can just hop in and you can start sending us messages. And one of the people in there right now says, Austin, you're cute. <laughs> and I love when that catches my eye. <laughs> They're not wrong. They're not wrong. 
He is, though. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I get it. Uh, rookie of the year. I went with Gunnar Henderson for the Orioles. He came up last year, made his debut. I think he's going to be another one of those Bobby Witt, Julio Rodriguez types where now that he gets his full season, I, I think that he can be pretty special. And then uh, I'm really excited about Jordan Walker, the outfielder for the Cardinals. You mentioned it at the beginning of the show. He's going to make the opening day roster. He's going to get his opportunity to play, and he's a big guy with power. He was the guy who he started out in the minors at third base. Cardinals obviously have the best third baseman in the league, yeah. so they've moved Jordan Walker uh, around to the outfield. I think he'll probably even get some play at first base if needed with Goldschmidt getting older. Dang. He he looks really good this spring training, though. I, I think that he's a guy that can come in and get enough at-bats and do it early that he's going to be my pick for NL Rookie of the Year. So I think I was on mute when I was responding to the fact that I was getting called cute there, so appreciate it. And then mm-hmm. you come back with Sam Spencer, Shredder's Trash. Love it. Back to the Royal, or excuse me, back to the Rookie of the Year possibility. Uh, Jordan Walker, I'm excited to see what he does for the Cardinals. He's a massive human being. He is. So the fact that they have him playing in the outfield right now, I think he's been kind of slated in right field is mainly where he's been, where he did most of his kind of situational position there last year, trying to find a way for him to come up into the majors. And then the way that he handled spring training coming up, he just did so well. I'm excited to see what the future is. I'm, I'm going with the same picks you did because I don't honestly think there's going to be anyone else that gets just name recognition alone, kind of carrying them in through the rookie of the year, especially if he makes any type of plays. And then Gunnar Henderson for the Orioles, you know, a name that we were kind of getting familiarized with last year. He's going to come in this year. I think he's just going to keep turning it up. I'm excited to see what they do. The uh, the Orioles have they're building on some things. They they, they did really very are. well last year and started building on some things. Now they've got some young talent coming up. And even the Holiday kid, he's not going to come up this year. He's too young. But yeah, they've they've got some stuff down there. Corbin Carroll is another name uh, on the NL side for the Diamondbacks. I tweeted out a video this weekend of him hitting a triple. That was the first time I noticed how big the bases were. My God, they looked huge. He's a little guy. He's like five eight. Those bases looked ginormous with him on the base path. So, and he's a fast guy. Maybe he'll get enough steals. They say he hits for a little bit of pop, too. Maybe he can do it. He's like 5'8", 165, so I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but as far as World Series matchup goes, who do you have as your pick for the World Series? It's, I mean, it's really hard not to. I'm just going to pick the same as you here because it seems, it's, it's hard to pick against the Astros. I, I would love looking, to see yeah. it be the Yankees. Like, I would love to see them finally get over the hump. But I just feel like the Yankees are almost cursed at this point. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. think we get to see it. Yeah, and I, I, would, I would like to see the Yankees do it too. But looking at the AL, I looked at the AL East, and it's like, eh, Yankees, maybe. But they're so beat up in their pitching rotation already. And, like, Aaron Judge, can he, can he do it again? Can Stanton stay fairly healthy? For him, uh, my my World Series picks for last year, again, yes, I'm going to opening day. Last year, I picked the Blue Jays and the Cardinals. What are the freaking odds of that, dude? I kind of like, I kind of want to. just works out. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's just a little crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. But I, I kind of want to do that again because I like what the Blue Jays have. If they, Their pitching rotation is pretty solid. And... These young guys that they have, if they start to develop, it could happen. I do. I have it picked as the Astros just because I don't like the Astros, and I feel like it's going to happen for them. 
But I would rather see the Blue Jays in there. The Yankees just can't stay healthy. The AL Central is trash. And the AL West, outside of Otani, Trout, and the Astros, not that good either. Yeah. So I, I don't know who's going to come out of there. And then in the, the NL, maybe the Cardinals. They, they've got to figure out something with their pitching. They have the lineup. They've got to figure out something with their pitching. The Padres and Dodgers are going to be great. It always feels like there's just something that gets in their way. The Cardinals are plus 2,000 for the World Series odds. I, I laid down some baseball bets this weekend. Went Did over you? to see my brother in Kansas where you can bet online. I laid down some bets. We will see what happens. They're, usually they don't pan out. But um, there were a couple that I looked at. And even like the Cardinals, okay. And the, and the NL East, too. The Braves, the Mets, the Phillies. There's three teams right there that could definitely win the World Series. And, I could see the Phillies be on like a revenge tour this year. And like then adding Trey Turner. Yeah. You have, now you have your manager for a full season. Yep. Uh, maybe Bryce Harper gets healthy. If not, just DH him. Just continue to do that with him. Add Trey Turner on the base paths and playing shortstop. Phillies could be very good, too. But know, I wouldn't mind seeing like a, a Yankees Cardinals World Series matchup. I would like to see some of these. Like we always talk about blue bloods. I would like to see them. Mm-hmm. No the offense, Padres. To teams like I mean, the we didn't even mention them. Race. Like they need to be up there. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have, to have a choice. Fernando Tatis, man, just stay healthy. Stay yeah. off the motorcycles. Just stay healthy. Yep. In right field, you add Xander Bogarts. You have Juan Soto, you Darvish pitching. Like they they've got a lot too. There's really no excuse for them to not make a deep playoff run. You think the White Sox could be a, a secret team to kind of keep an eye on? Now that they don't have that uh, drunken manager of theirs, <laughs> Tony La Russa, I absolutely hate that guy. <laughs> that team, that roster was so loaded last year, and yep. they were terrible. Yep. And it was, I, it's all his fault. Oh, you have fans telling you, like, hey, maybe get a pinch runner on second. He's just like, good, good idea. <laughs> you have an incredibly slow guy at second and a fast guy sitting in the dugout. It's the ninth inning, Tone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good job. Quit drinking. Wake up. Do you know who I am? Yeah, I'm a Hall of Fame baseball See guy. See this right here? It's a World Series ring. Yeah, you'll never have one of those. <laughs> All right, sure. Step out of the car. <laughs> the, uh, sorry, the White Sox, yeah, they are a team. The Indians, not the Indians, the Guardians and Twins, I feel like one of those teams always outperforms what they should. Mm-hmm. Maybe even both of them. Uh, I don't know. I, I would still stick with my, my original one. I'll go with Astros, Braves, and uh, I'd like to see the Braves. Win it again. Uh, I, we talked briefly about you know guys like Ronald Acuna Jr. and what they have. That's a solid run. Spencer Strider is a guy that you talked about before we got distracted in the chat. A lot of good baseball. Starts on Thursday. A lot of good baseball. Are you from a SpongeBob? Because I want to see that bikini bottom. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Chat. That is oh. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> okay. I oh. saw that, and I did not know what that meant. That one was... No, it was too much. Oh, that for me. is wonderful. Yeah, our slides in the chat here giving us his rookie of the years with Corbin Carroll and then the AL with the Yankees actually calling up Anthony Volt today. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty exciting. I mean, we talk I, about assume, I assume he's going to be their starting shortstop. Yeah, I that's a Yankees, pretty good gig. <laughs> they just like cycle through shortstops. I feel like as of late, it's like, hey, we got a really good guy up, and it's like, okay, we're going to get a couple years of service, and then you just kind of move on from him. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens now, though. I mean, if you're starting a guy opening day, you got to feel pretty good about what his future is going to be. And, and it's nice that Major League Baseball is doing that, too. 
Yeah. You guys like Jordan Walker. We saw it last year with Bobby Witt, yep. Julio Rodriguez. These guys are getting that opening day. Well, it's part of that new CBA deal that mm-hmm. they did, right? And so <clears throat> our guy Sly mentions as well, hey, the Cardinals should probably go get Brandon Woodruff for uh, Corbin Burns. That would be a great thing to do. That's and the thing the Cardinals always do, I was talking to too. my buddies last week in St. Louis, like, hey, like, you know, what do you guys think you need the most? And I was like, I had mentioned pitching, and I said, honestly, that's probably it. Like, mm-hmm. I think what they're going to do is they're going to get to the trade deadline, see where we're at competing in the season, and then we'll go spend some money and get some guys. Yep. And it's like, I think that's exactly yep. what you should do. And Adam Wainwright uh, going to start the season on the IL, but he's just so old. That so here's my question then. Who's their starting day pitcher? Miles Michaelis. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. He's he's solid. When he's healthy, that's yeah, the thing. That's ever Jack Flaherty. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the Cardinals pitching staff. <laughs> when healthy, they could win the Cy Young. Yep. But they only pitch like 18 times a year. So, all right, that's it for us today. Again, no show, uh, but please, thoughts and prayers with me as I travel to St. Louis. Yep. I'm nervous. And then uh, also, happy birthday to our guy Bryce. Tomorrow's his birthday. He's going to Orlando tomorrow with his girlfriend. T's and P's for your safety as well. (laughs) So a lot of T's and P's out to the guys traveling this week. A lot of T's and P's. All right, that's it for us today, though. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back at it again next Sunday, maybe even breaking down some more football. Talk to you all then.